We are going to be in um, the book of Matthew again tonight, Matthew chapter 9. This is, this is one of my favorite texts. I know I say that a lot, but I guess, I guess as Christians, that's a good thing when we, when we find a lot of texts that are our favorite texts, because it seems like about every other week we read my favorite text. So. But we're going to be in Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 through 13. And we had some, some heavy stuff this morning that we looked at in the book of Revelation and some, some confusing stuff, some stuff that just kind of sounds weird. And so as, as weird and hard to comprehend as this morning's text was, this text is just the opposite. It's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty easy for us to understand. And boy, does it have a powerful message. And uh, so we're going to look at it. We'll pray, and then we'll dig in. God, we just come to you. I thank you for a beautiful day today. I thank you for a great weekend. I thank you for packing your house tonight with people that come to worship you and to hear your word. I pray that you would just help us to get a blessing uh, from what we read tonight, God, that you would help us to follow your example, Lord Jesus. And so I pray that you would just uh, be with us, that you would open our ears and open our heart and help us to, to seek you and to do what your word says. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, Follow me. So he got up and followed him. While he was reclining at the table in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came as guests to eat with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat? with tax collectors and sinners. But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well don't need a doctor, but the sick do. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now we have a short and pretty simple text there, but boy is it powerful. So here we have Jesus who, who goes and calls Matthew. We don't really have a lot of details about Matthew in this text other than Jesus goes up to him. Matthew's a tax collector. He says, follow me. And he got up and he followed Jesus. Now, that may not seem like a whole lot. Surface level seems pretty simple. Jesus found somebody that was doing a job. He called him to be his disciple. That's not very odd. But what we have to do is we have to kind of put ourselves in the mindset and in the shoes of the people of that day. Tax collectors were not good people. They were, they were cons, I guess would be a good word for them. Now, now imagine this, if you will. This is not a great illustration, a great comparison. There are some faults, but it'll help us to get the idea. Imagine, if you will, it's tax season, right? And we all love to pay taxes, don't we? No, we do not. We hate to pay taxes. I was going through the other night typing in numbers, and every number I typed, oh, I was mad. I don't want to pay no taxes. But imagine this. Most of us have a, a tax person, not a tax collector, but somebody who, who gets our taxes and stuff ready. And at the end of it, they tell you, hopefully not, but sometimes they say, all right, you owe $1,000. All right, nobody likes to hear that news, but sometimes they tell us that. And that's what we owe to Uncle Sam. We owe it to the government. We've got to send that off to the government or we'll be in big trouble if the IRS don't get their money. But imagine, if you will, you went to get your taxes and the person that did your taxes said, all right, you, you, need, to give me, you need to just go ahead and cut me a check for $2,000. I'll get everything sent off and everything will be squared away. And come to find out, he had sent 1000 to the IRS, but he had put another 1000 in his pocket. That's a bad deal. 
Well, that's kind of similar to what would happen for these tax collectors back in the day. They worked for, for Rome. Now, Rome was a big deal. It gave hard time to Christians, and they, they really weren't a friendly people. They were kind of hard, and they, they wanted their taxes, and these tax collectors would go out, and they would get the taxes and send it to the Romans. That's what they were required to do. But what they would also do is they'd take a little off the top. They'd get the money they were supposed to get and send it to Rome, but they would take some of the other people's money, their hard-earned money that they had worked for, and they had put it in their pocket. So you can imagine these were not very liked characters. Now, we know what the tax collector looked like. He was a thief. And here was Jesus, the man who came, who had done all these miracles, who claimed to be the Son of God. Now, surely the Son of God, all-knowing, he was a perfect creation, living right, uh, living righteously. And here is the Son of God, and He goes up to all people, not the good church-going people, not the Pharisees that we see in the Bible that go to church every week, but He went to this nasty old tax collector, and that's who Jesus called to follow Him and be His disciples. That's a pretty good deal. That's pretty good for you and me because I'm not by any means perfect. There are many times in my life that I look back and I'm ashamed that I did some stuff that wasn't very good. I wasn't any better than this old tax collector. So for me, this is reassuring. And for a world in need, this is reassuring because, look, Jesus came to save the worst of the worst. And so Jesus comes, he calls Matthew, and Matthew follows him. That's, that's pretty good. You'd think I'd be into the story, but not, not, not really. Here we go. Verse 10. While he was reclining at the table in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came as guests to eat with Jesus and his disciples. So now we kind of shift gears, and we have Jesus who is gathered around, and he's eating with his disciples, but he is being joined by many tax collectors and sinners. Now, not only has Jesus done associated with this one low-life tax collector and sinner, but now he's eating a meal with a whole bunch of sinners. Have you ever heard of such? How dare he do that? Now, I think that's something good for us to look at as Christians, is there is nothing that is better than sharing a meal with somebody. When somebody asks you to come and break bread with them, that is a good thing. We need to do that. And it's not always easy to do. Now, I don't have a lot of experiences where it was tough, but I'll give you one. Haiti, that was a good experience for me because, look, the food there is different. And while it wasn't gross by any means, I didn't know what was on that plate. But we ate it. Because what kind of, what kind of uh, 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 um, situation would that turn into if you go and these people are, are, are giving you the best of the best that they have to eat and you say, I'm, I'm not eating that. And so part of, as Christians, when we break bread with somebody, it shows that we are willing to have a relationship, that we're not judging, that we genuinely desire to have a relationship with them. At least that's what I believe. And here we see Jesus doing that. Jesus wasn't too good to eat with the sinners and the tax collectors. Jesus was right in there amongst them. I'm sure he was talking to them. Who knows what about, but they were eating food. They were talking. They were, they were having a big time. And let's see what happened. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now, Here's the Pharisees. Now look, let's not, let's not forget these people. They were religious people. They followed the law 
as good as you could. They followed the law as good as they could, and plus they added some more on top of it. They wanted to make sure that they were really, really good. The Pharisees, the churchgoers, the religious people, they didn't want anything to do with the sinners. They didn't want anything to do with those tax collectors. Remember, they were better. We, we see uh, the Pharisee who goes in and prays, Oh, thank you, God, that I'm so good and I'm not like all these other sinners. And then the other sinner comes in and he won't even raise his, his eyes to God and pray. He won't even look up. He beats his chest and said, Father, forgive me. Boy, I tell you what. So here we see a similar illustration of the Pharisees. They don't want to have anything to do with sinners and tax collectors. They think that they're doing good on their own. But when he heard this, that is Jesus, he said, Those who are well don't need a doctor, but the sick do. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. Boy, that's good stuff right there. That is a good verse. Jesus said, I didn't come to save the righteous, but to save sinners. He said, look, the well don't need a doctor, but the sick do. And me and you and everybody else in this world that has ever took a breath, we are sick. We are in need of a doctor. Now, maybe the devil has convinced you to fool yourself and make you think a little too highly of yourself. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but you're sick. We're sinners. We're sick, and we're in need of a doctor. And Jesus said, I came for these people. Jesus was saying, these, these Pharisees that think that they are holier than thou, that think they are so good, they're not going to come seeking me. I didn't come to save them because they're not the ones. They don't believe in me. They don't trust in me. But Jesus was saying, I come for the sinner. I come for the one that realizes his helpless state and comes to me as Lord and Savior. Jesus said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. I think what Jesus was saying, my interpretation at least of this verse is, I think what Jesus was saying is, look, I don't want you just to jump through a bunch of hoops. It's not about just going to church. It's not about giving a bunch of money. It's not about all these fancy things that are, that are all... It's not about that. It's about serving the Lord and doing what He called you to do. It's about loving other people that need to be loved. Because if Jesus wouldn't have went to the, to the sinners and the tax collectors, who would have? I don't think anybody would have. You didn't see the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the church-going people. You didn't see them jumping up to go get the worst of the worst. And so I pose the question to you guys, Enterprise Baptist Church. If we don't go to those people, those bad people, you know, Who's going to go to them? To use the term Ernest used this morning, if we don't go across the tracks, who is? I'm telling you, that's tough to think about. Now look, it's scary. Because most of you guys, I'm sure everybody has been to, to parts of the, to the, to the world, and maybe even in this area, some shady areas. I'm talking about some scary stuff. You don't know what you're going to encounter. You see all kind of crazy people out there. But if we don't share the love of Christ with those people, who is? Because I can guarantee you that a lost and dying world that hadn't experienced the love of Jesus Christ, they're not going to have compassion for the sinners. 
But for those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ, we have experienced that grace. We have experienced that mercy. Because we're nasty old sinners too, just like the tax collector. We've experienced that grace and mercy, and that should drive us, church, to want to go places where nobody else wants to go. Now, we got a couple different, different ways that we can go here. We have a couple different things that we see in this text. We can be like Jesus, and we can go to those people who need to be reached, or we can be like the Pharisees and say, I ain't touching them nasty old sinners. I don't mind telling people about Jesus, but not the really bad people. I'll tell the clean people and the nice people, but not the bad people. We have to be careful. As Christians, we have to be careful. We have to pray that God will give us strength and boldness and courage to go into those places where it's tough because it's not always going to be easy. But that's what God desires for us to do. That's what Jesus calls us to do. Jesus gave us that example right here in the text. And you never know we might get the same response as Jesus. There may be times that we get people that, that curse us out and tell us to get away and never come back. But there may be times that we go to people who are lost and sinning and we tell them the gospel of Jesus Christ and just as quickly as Matthew followed Jesus, we see another soul come to follow Jesus because we showed some love and we shared the gospel with them. Let's pray. God, I thank you for these good words tonight. And God, I pray that you help us to, to get outside these church walls. Not just Enterprise Baptist Church, but your church as a whole, dear Lord. We, sometimes we can kind of get stuck inside these walls and, and we want to be here and we want to worship you. But help us to have doors opened outside. That when we leave this place, that we will be on mission for you, dear Lord. That when we encounter those situations where it's kind of tough and scary... That we would know, God, that those sinners are just like us. Sinners in need of a Savior. So I pray that you would help us to be a light to this world. To be love in this world. So that Jesus Christ will receive the glory. So that they would come to Him for what He has done. And I ask these things. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen.